Welcome to the Team FNC podcast, where we aim to improve your knowledge and understanding of nutrition. All right, welcome to the Team FNC podcast. Uh, today we have Jack Williams, our first guest, um, Cronulla Sharks and NRL forward, also an FNC athlete. Welcome, Jack. Thanks for having me, Josh. I'm excited. How are you going at the moment? Yeah, it's been oh, it's been pretty good to be honest. Um, you know, it's, it sucks not being with the team and everything, and you know, training in that um, environment that I'm used to. But I mean, I get to train every day. I've got a pretty good little setup at home at the moment, so that's keeping me sane. Um, and we've also been given like a date, um, you know, which has given us a bit of hope too. So that's that's probably um, that's keeping me on track and keeping me working out every day and keep doing the sessions that I've been sent. Um, but other than that, everything's been pretty much normal, um, you know, apart from being locked inside or, you know, being restricted in that sense. But um, yeah, it's been it's been pretty good. That's good. So I guess just, just on that topic of, you know, different environment at the moment in being away from the team, um, I guess let's talk about motivation. So what, what does motivation mean to you, especially at, like, at this current climate? Yeah, I mean, I... I I feel as if it's it's for you to um, work on your weak areas or, you know, to set, set yourself some goals and figure out something that you want to do. So for me, um, at the moment, I don't find it too hard to get motivated to train or anything. So, um, you know, I had to sort of figure out if something that I really wanted to, to work for that was going to help me improve for when we go back to training. And that was my, my mobility. So last, oh, mainly the last couple of days, I've really struggled with running with my back. I think that might come down to maybe a bit of overtraining or something. So, um, you know, I went and saw a physio and everything and you know, I was so tired and my back was all jacked up. So, you know, I've just been trying to do um, a bit of yoga and everything each night before I go to bed. And first thing when I wake up, I usually, you know, I chuck on YouTube or whatever I do and, and watch watch something as well as stretching. So whenever I'm watching TV, I'm trying not to sit down and watch it, like actually sitting on the couch. I'm going to try and stretch the whole time, which, if, which I think has definitely helped me. Like it's only been three or four days or something since I've actually started doing it. My body feels so much better already. My, my hips, my back, I ran today and my back felt really good. Um, so I think it's just that small little thing that's giving me motivation to actually you know, to sit down and take an extra hour to stretch in the day that I have. Like I've got so much time now. So instead of wasting it, I'm just going to put it to use by doing that. Yeah, that's awesome. So you're actually using your time more wisely and, and productively and doing a bit of habit stacking. So instead, like you said, instead of just watching TV, you're watching TV and stretching at the same time. So uh, that's, that's, that's awesome. Um, do you have any particular like YouTube videos you watch like for yoga or any apps you use? Um, there was actually a girl. I actually had it up just before. Uh, I can't really remember her name, to be honest. I've been, I've done a few of hers. Where is she? Um, I'm just trying to find it just now. But she just does like quick and easy sessions. It can go from about 20 to 30 minutes, which I find is perfect. Like I, I find it hard to sit down for an actual hour or so and actually do it. Mm. Um, you know, I don't know. I, just, I feel like I lose a bit of interest. So um, I found that this girl was actually really good. So it's got some breathing sequences in there, which is good for nighttime, especially to help you relax. And um, yeah, so I've just been doing her just before bed. I'll just come. What's her name? Uh, her name's Adreen, so it's like Yoga with Adreen. It's on YouTube, so okay. I've just been going through her one, so they're quite good. It was one of the first ones that came up, so I just clicked on it, and like mainly the ones that I searched for for lower back and hips, um, glutes and everything. So um, yeah, I've just been doing that. Plus, I've, I've just been trying to really stretch out my hip flexors on the couch, trigger, um, and I've been trying to work on my squat mobility too. Like I 
feel like uh, after the preseason we started playing again, I think my range in the depth of my squad was you know lacking a bit. So I've just really been trying to do that as well. We're trying to make that a lot better. Yeah, and now when I listened to your podcast with Chad Townsend, you were pretty proud of your squat depth. Uh, what's your three RM <laughs> back squat? Um, so I didn't really get a good a good um, back squat this year. I, I backed off a bit. Um, in the past years, I've been I've been all about throwing on weight and you know, trying to impress everyone and trying to lift as much like a strong man. But I, I don't think it helped me um, so much in the long run of the season. So backed off this year, but um, I was still hitting around. 200 but like I've, I haven't done anything heavier than that in, in a while yeah um yeah just back on that yoga as well um i downloaded an app called down down dog a few days ago um and i oh, thought yeah. that's, that's pretty good as well um you can do different types of yoga um set different like time domains and also target different areas so i really enjoy that too um awesome. just on motivation again so like what do you what do you do when you go through periods where you don't seem so motivated or you're just lacking a bit of motivation? Yeah, like, as I said, I wasn't, I'm, like, I don't find it hard to get motivated, but, you know, there are times, but, um, like, I mean, there's small little things that flick it, like a little trigger inside me. Like, I'm, I might be watching something and, like, at the moment, I've been watching, like, a heap of, like, um, tear clear to me stuff on YouTube. So, like, I'll watch that and I'll be like, okay, I want to I train now. So it's just anything simple like that. But, um, you know, I think the goal setting is really good and creating good habits in the morning too. So for me, um, I'd probably like to say the last 12 months, I, I, I make it like my mission to sort of win the day as soon as I get up. So once my alarm goes off or when I wake up, I sort of uh, make sure that I get up straight away instead of falling back asleep. Otherwise, that's going to count as a win or a loss. So if I get up yeah. straight away, I win. If I go back to sleep, that's a loss for me. And I found now, like, I can't lay back asleep in bed. Like, I need to get up straight away. And then the next thing goes on. So it's like I need to make my bed straight away before I do anything. So get up, make my bed. Um, that's another win. Then go through. It's pretty much like a checklist, like you're doing your groceries um, at the shops. Like, I'll just go through. So I wake up make sure that I'm doing my bed. I have a shower. I'm prepping my food. Like my breakfast is getting ready. Um, kettle's on, ready for a coffee. And then like my day is planned out for what I'm going to do for, for like training-wise. Like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I make sure that I always run in the morning. And then once my running's done, then I can start my lifting, whether it be strength or a conditioning piece or something. So that's uh, just the way I do it. So I think it's just having a routine too. So the routine's important. Um, and I find if I didn't really plan out the week or have anything set there, then I think it'd be quite easy to skip it or, you know, to relax a bit on that day and not get anything achieved. Yeah. So it's almost like having that routine and having those habits means you don't actually have to be motivated to do it. It's just like, it's automatic. That's it. Yeah. 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 Awesome. So, I mean, it's like you've, you've got something on a bit of paper and it's like, did you do it or did you not? You can give it a tick or a cross. So yeah. that's sort of my way, but I don't really find it hard to get motivated to train or anything. I feel like it, you know, it's good to, um, to sort of get me in a good mood for the day and it's a good way to start your day. Yeah, awesome. Um, let's talk about work ethic as well. Like from, from what I've heard and just be working with you as well, um, you've got like a really, really strong work ethic. How important do you think it is um, for professional athletes but also just in general for people? Yeah, I mean, I think it's um, a big a big part of whether, whether or not you succeed or not. So, I mean the biggest driver for me was probably when I got 
um, injured a couple of years ago and I tore my pec. Um, you know, I had a bit of a thought to myself after my surgery and, um, you know, I really went, I'm really made of the thing that I wanted to do everything I could to not get injured again. So um, that was just trying to, you know, get down the little things to make sure I was ticking those boxes, whether it be um, like not taking shortcuts in anything I did. Like, you know, I'd always have it in the back of my mind if I was to skip something, um, not even like physically, like if I was at home, and I skipped something, then I'd feel like that could be a factor in, in the long run. Um, but yeah, I think it's massive. Like your, your work ethic is is going to be there whether you succeed or not. It's going to be the difference. So I think yeah, that's probably the major thing for me. Yeah, I, I like that. Don't take any shortcuts. Um, how do, how does it compare against like with talent? Oh yeah, I think. I mean, there's that limit of talent. That, that's how far you're going to get with it. Like, it can only take you so far, but the hard work is is the big thing. Like, I think that hard work is always going to be talent. Yeah, yeah. And, like, what tips do you have for people to try and improve their work ethic? Oh, and I think the goal setting is massive too and being in routine, like, doing the best you can and trying to do as much as you can in that day to improve. I think that's the the best thing you can do if you're trying to improve every day. Every, if you're gonna if you're trying to improve every day, I think your work ethic's going to be really good. Yeah, well, mate, that goes right next into the next part of constant improvement. How important is it to keep improving and and not just kind of resting at like resting on your laurels and kind of where you're at at the moment? Yeah, I mean, like no one's perfect. Um, you know, you, there's like you, you speak to the guys who are the top of any sort of sport or any business. They're always trying to improve. They're always very strict on on how they critique themselves. And um, I've just learned from from some people. Like I, I remember being us behind Gal for the last couple of years, and like the extra work that that guy does to keep himself on the on the park or on the field um, is is crazy. Like he's always there doing. You know, he's he's cold tub. He's always icing. So. He's always in the spa. He's doing extra stre- like strength and his um, mobility work and everything in the gym. And you know, that's a credit to him to playing 20 years at the top level and what he's done. And just hearing guys like Cameron Smith who have played over 400 games, he's played in the middle of the field, which is probably the toughest part of the field on your body. And you know, he's, he's gone over 400 games and looking to extend. So what I've heard about him is just like the extra things that he does as well is crazy and that's sort of something that ticked inside me and it's just like you've got to keep improving each time like to hear those guys like i go back to cam smith again like i hear that he just does those extra kicking sessions extra passing sessions that's why he's so good in the game so i think like even the guys at the top are still trying to improve so i mean that's saying something for guys like me who haven't done much in the sport who want to be there where they are yeah it it is pretty inspiring to, to hear that they do that they're not just going oh yeah i'm already pretty good I've already played 400. I can just kind of, you know, take my foot off the accelerator. If they're doing it, um, like you said, people that are up and coming, uh, it's even more motivation for them to do it. And even just like for, for regular people, um, just gen pop, it's important just to, just to find little areas in your life that you want to try and improve on uh, and just keep doing it. Yeah. And I mean, it, it helps to see them firsthand do that sort of thing too. Like I remember growing up and coming through um, the early grades in football and, like I, I used to think that it was just all talent. Like I never would have thought that guys like that would be doing extra work. I think I thought they'd just be turning up the training, going home, doing that, and that's that's all that, that needs to be done. But yeah, it's it's always always so much more than what you see. And pl- plays at the moment. Like so, before you mentioned that you're getting more into mobility, um, what other things besides, I guess, the typical footy training do you see players 
um, trying to improve on. Sorry, what was that? Was that um, what else they're trying to improve on? Yeah, like so rather than just like the, the footy skills and the, and the training and the strength, yeah. what else are they trying to improve on at the moment? So you said before I you mean, were doing men- mobility. Yeah, I mean, well, especially in the last couple of years, mental health's been massive. So uh, we've, we've got a lot of workshops that come through. So I think it might be around about each month or two, we'll have someone come in and do, you know, a workshop with us. Um, and I think that's benefited the game a lot. Like there's a lot of guys coming out and admitting to, you know, having some, but not even depression, like anxiety and, you know, just thoughts that are negative in their head, which they can turn around. So there's been the help that's come into the game there. Um, that's probably the biggest thing that I've seen as well. Like I've got a lot of mates who are not a lot, but um, a big number of mates who, um, you know, they, they were ashamed to like come out and admit that, you know, they've, they've, they've had bad thoughts, not, not even to the extent of where they're um, like at the higher end there, but just like small things that have affected them. And the fact that they've got over and expressed themselves, that's just come out and helped their game a ton. Like not even just their game, like their, um, their wellness around, you know, just being alive in general around their family, their day-to-day things. So um, the mental side of the game um, is, is being a massive improvement, I think. Yeah. Uh, that's great that there's, you know, obviously carry over into, into their, their normal life and, um, but also their game as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, Jack. So you and I actually met at a seminar that I did at um, D- uh, Dave Barker uh, Personal Training, Performance Training. Um, yeah. And you were yeah. injured at the time. And I mentioned just before the podcast that um, I'm reading a book at the moment called The Obstacle is the Way. And there's a section that I read this morning about overcoming injury and adversity. And there was actually a study done on elite athletes who were either struck with adversity or a serious injury. And um, like at the start of it, they did, quite, they, did, they did feel quite isolated, emotionally disturbed, and they had doubts about their athletic ability. Uh, but what they found is that afterwards they reported gaining like a greater desire to help others. Um, they had like additional perspective as well and awareness and a realization about their own strengths and actually call this um, adversarial growth or post-traumatic growth. How important do you think, or what kind of role did you being injured play in your success, I guess, today? Yeah. I mean, well, as you said, I met you at, um, at a seminar at Dave's gym, in Tarrant Point there. Um, I, that was just simply from running into him. Um, he saw me, I was in my sling and I was at a cafe just around the corner from where I lived and, you know, which was his local one. And he, he mentioned that you guys are coming down to do a seminar about nutrition and everything. And I thought, sweet. Um, you know, I haven't got too much to do. And, you know, the guys at my training had given me a bit of a plan. Um, and a lot of, they've given me like a little list of foods of what foods can help with um, to reduce my inflammation and, you know, to help with the recovery of my, my torn muscle. So I was like, oh, obviously nutrition is going to play an important part here. So I thought, okay, I'll take my partner down. She was doing a sports and exercise science degree down in Wollongong. And she was like, yep, sweet. Um, I'm very interested as well. So we both went down and um, just to simply, um, you know, experience what, what um, nutrition could play a role in, in our health and, you know, recovery. I, I mainly did it for recovery because um, at the time, um, you know, my pec was, well, I was in a sling when I was riding all the stuff down and um, I really wanted to get out of that as fast as I could to get back to playing. Um, so that just helped me get along there and I linked up with you guys um, after that. And that was just another thing that I, that I probably picked up from when I was injured and I was just wanted to improve another area of 
of my game and that was my nutrition. I wanted to be able to recover and perform better, have more energy, sleep better, um, just so I felt better. And, um, you know, I think I picked that up from being injured. Like, uh, I think that's probably where I, I got my sense of work ethic too. Like, I'd be stuck in the gym doing my rehab and I'd be looking out the window seeing all the guys having a good time on the field, um, even hard times too, but they were having that bond that I didn't get to have with everyone. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to work harder here so I can get back on there quicker or I can get back and they're going to like look at me and be like, damn, this guy's been working hard. Um, so, yeah, I can actually relate to that. And I'm, I'm actually really interested in that book. Hey? Like, um, I, I, can, I feel like that injury and overcoming it's definitely made me better in, um, at where I am now. Yeah. Yeah, the book's called Obstacle is the Way. And it's basically all about looking at, you know, challenges as a, as a chance to grow. Um, and I think that, you know, with this current climate and what's going on in the world at the moment, we can, we can all look at it as, a, as opportunities to try and improve in certain areas of our life. And, um, mate, it's, it's great to see that you have that kind of mental approach and you've learned those, those skills. And like you said, that you, you developed that work ethic from that time when you were injured. And a lot of people can, you know, maybe feel sorry for themselves, but you looked at it as motivation to, to work hard, work on those weaknesses, uh, learn a bit about nutrition and, and recovery and, you know, get really strong in the gym with your legs from what I heard, um, just to, to make you the, the player that you are today. Yeah, I see it. So, um, yeah, so I'm interested about that. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, all right, I've got a couple of questions here. So Pat uh, from Genesis Management, he's, he asked, with a generation of players coming through in the game now with different mindsets and priorities, what do you and other teammates look for to be important characters in a leader? So that could be like a captain, a manager, or even a coach. Ooh, that's a tough one, actually. Um, important one for a leader. Damn. Um, I, I mean, coming back to your work ethic, I think if you lead by example, it's probably the most important thing. Um, yeah, I'd say that the guys who are leaders in, in my team, uh, the guys who lead by their actions too. So, I mean, there's different types of leaders. Those ones who, um, you know, can say and give orders and back it up as well. And then there's guys who um, probably aren't on the loud aspect of it. They're more keep to themselves, but they perform in a different way um, and lead by example in their own way. So, yeah, I mean, pretty much practicing what you preach, I think is, yeah. an, is a big one. Um, yeah, it's pretty t- pretty tough one to be honest. Like I'm I'm in my early stages of playing, so I haven't experienced a whole heap of different players. But the leaders that I really um, feel like I gravitate towards are the ones who actually, you know, they do what they say. So they um yeah they they really they really like lead the way and, and get you to follow. Yeah, that shows me integrity. Yeah, that's it. But next one is actually a comment. It's from um, A.T. Kwong. And he said, thanks for signing my ball during the preseason. Oh, sweet. Yeah, no worries, man. <laughs> uh, I've got a bit of a story here. So that's actually a really great thing that you did because when I was nine years old, um, Shane Warne didn't sign my cricket ball. And I've oh, actually right. hated him ever since. <laughs> but yeah. I've held a massive okay, grade. All my mates joke about it. <laughs> no, I, I can relate. I can't remember who. I've had a few players do that um, when I was playing rugby back in the day. I remember going to a game and waited out the back um, 
for some rugby union players and <laughs> they didn't do the same. But like, it's hard. In some some cases, it's like um, they're not actually doing it to to brush you on purpose. It's just like they might have even be given like a time limit where they've got to be at one place and go to another. And it's like, okay, if I do this person, then I've got to do 10 others at the same time. So yeah, I can see now, but I can see where you come from too. I would have, I remember when I was younger, I was like, I was the same. I was like, I hate this guy. I'm never going to, never going <laughs> to yeah. follow him again. And I don't, I don't even want his autograph anymore. So yeah, yeah I can yeah, relate. I actually went home and chucked his book in a bin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, from Hudson Witt 94. Um, he said, who is your favourite all-time Sharks player? Favourite all-time Shark? Um, I really like the way that Luke Lewis played, to be honest. Yeah. Um, when, I, when I first... Um, I, I didn't really follow the Sharks when I was younger because I, I grew up down in Canberra, so Canberra was my team. But when I started watching around 14, 15 and noticing those players more... Um, you know, Luke Lewis was, was the player. I thought he, I just thought I liked the way that he played. I thought it was a really tough and aggressive way. And he definitely led by his actions, you know, the way he hit and the way he led uh, the team. Definitely, his, I remember seeing him in training and his biggest thing was his kick chase. Like, he was always there sprinting down for a kick chase. So, I think, like, when I signed in 2016 and was watching them win the grand final and everything, the man that I was following was Luke Lewis. That was, he was my favourite player. Yeah, mate, he was such a big part of our team for a few years, especially when we won the comp. That's it, yeah. Um, all right, so what is your pre-game routine? Pre-game routine, so I usually get up the same time, which is about seven or eight, so I don't really set an alarm or anything on game day because we've got such a late game. Usually we don't play till the earliest games, two o'clock on Saturday sometimes. So it's like two, four and six o'clock, I'm pretty sure. So I don't set an alarm usually get up, have a bowl of oats. Um, I have like oats with protein powder, um, some blueberries, maybe some banana, a bit of honey, just mix that around. Um, and then I usually like going for a walk. So I usually like going down for a swim at the beach. So I walk down. I'm lucky I'm only about 600 metres from the beach. So I just cruise down um, around North Cronulla, South Cronulla, and usually go for a swim, come up, get a coffee. Um, that's if I'm just by myself too. So if I'm there with my partner, we might sit down there at the, at the beach there for a bit, um, having a coffee, but usually just head back home. Um, that's when I make some eggs or um, I might even go out and get some eggs somewhere. So I just like having some poached eggs on toast. Um, and that's just like pretty much just to kill some time too. So sit down there, might even have a smoothie or something. Um, and then I just head home, have a stretch. Um, I might read over some notes that have been given during the week that other than that, I'm pretty much just trying to kill time. Like I might even jump on the PlayStation, link up with a few of my mates and party up and play some Call of Duty or something. Um, but I try not to sit down for too long. Um, and then it's pretty much my lunch. I always have like a either leftover, which I my pregame meal is actually like a chicken curry. Um, so it's like chicken, like some green curry mix and some vegetables and some rice. So that's what my partner's been making me. Um, this year, actually, it's probably been one of my favourites, just what I felt like. So I'll either have that left over or I'll make like a fresh sandwich um, and then pretty much just hanging out, ready to go to the game from there. So I don't really eat again until I get to the game, which is where I might have like, again, maybe like a bit of um, a sandwich with like a banana, depending how I feel, like a, maybe a protein shake. And then what you suggested, I have the 
my cereal too. So my cereal is usually the night before is my dessert and before I go to the game. So I'm hitting that up too. So yeah, I wasn't really allowed to have Cocoa Pops checks back in the day. So it's one of my favourites now. Yeah, that's actually one of the questions I'd later on. What's your favourite cereal? So Cocoa Pops checks at the moment? Oh yeah. So when you when you off, when you made the um, suggestion that I could have cereal, I got um, the normal cocoa pops and the checks, and uh, I had I think I had the the normal ones first, and I had the checks, and I was like, okay, I'm just gonna smash the other ones and just get checks from now. On. So yeah, I think the last shop I did, oh, probably two weeks ago, when we sort of really went into that um, lockdown sort of phase, I think I bought like three boxes of them. So haven't actually ate them yet because we've been out of the game and I was like, oh, yeah. didn't really want to gain too much weight. So yeah, yeah. Checks are my favorite. Awesome. Um, any particular pump up songs you have in the dressing room? Not really. I've got like a mixture to be honest. Um, goes anywhere between like country, rap, bit of, bit of um, rock, bit of classic rock. So it's just like a, it's just like a mix that goes on, but, Sort of before it goes into the game, I think I like to have a bit of rap. Then I just flick it off about half an hour before we sort of get ready to warm up. Yeah, nice. Um, does anyone in the team have a really weird pre-game routine, like um, in the sheds? Uh, I haven't actually noticed this, to be honest. I don't really know. Um, I've heard of some weird ones, but I actually haven't seen firsthand like any of the guys actually doing them. To be honest, like no, no weird um, I remember back, or anything. Oh, nah, like I, I don't really know any. To be honest, I can't actually think at the top of my head right now. There might be like a, oh, there might be a time when I actually go in there and I'll notice it. But at the moment, I just got a mind blank. I can't actually think of anyone who does anything weird. I've heard of some weird ones, but yeah, what do you? I've heard you know? of people walking. I can't remember who this was. There was a guy who he was actually a sharks player. I'm pretty sure. And he actually used to walk into the sheds, but people would put bins in certain ways. And apparently he could only walk around the bin on the right side. So like they really try and mess with him. So like he could only walk around a bin on the right side of it to get to his locker. And they'd put him like against the wall or something, or they like, yeah, just really mess with him that sort of way. So I've heard of weird ones like that. Um, And then just like people like putting their shoes on like a certain way or their socks on. Yeah. but yeah, no, nothing at the moment. Like I haven't really noticed anything. I don't really look over and see what anyone's doing, to be honest. Yeah. Have you um, heard much about Michael Phelps? About his superstitions? About his routine. Like it's the same every single time. It's like 800 uh-huh. of this type of swim and then 600 of this, 400 of that, 200 of this. And then he um, swings his arms three times. They call his name. He takes one headphone out. Then he puts his foot on the block and takes the other headphone out. It's basically just like a mental rehearsal. Uh, it does it every yeah. single time. It's like just because then I know that the next sequence is basically winning. That's cool. I mean, it's like Rafael Nadal, actually. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I like Nadal's quote. Someone said, oh, is it superstition? He goes, no, if it was superstition, I'd only do it when I win or something. Or I would think it would lead me to winning. He goes, it's actually just routine. Yeah, yeah I, cool. I do it when I win or when I lose. So. Yeah, it's just like that reset. It's just getting back to it no matter what if you win the point if you lose the point it's just getting back to what he's going to do so yeah i yeah. like it too yeah exactly right um all right what's your favorite indulgence Ooh. my go-to oh 
what would it be at the moment? I'm really craving cookies at the moment. Cookies? Like, yeah, so my partner's made these cookies. Um, they're actually pretty healthy too. So I think they're made with like pretty few ingredients. So I think she's made maybe four batches, but they don't last any more than <laughs> six hours, I don't reckon. So they've been getting smashed. Yeah. So that's my go to at the moment, but anything chocolate. Yeah, chocolate. So Easter was a good time for you? Yeah, anything chocolate, pretty much. Um, you know what? The dark chocolate ones, they, they were they were risky, but um, like anything like a chocolate brownie or something, yeah, it's, yeah. That's, that's deadly around me. Yeah, nice. Um, do you have a favourite quote? I don't really at the moment. Um, I go through phases, like if I read a book or something, I might pick something up, but I'm reading one at the moment. It's about um, an SAS soldier. So he hasn't really actually thrown out any quotes. It's actually been pretty hard to read. He's, he's, a, he's in the British SAS. So he's been hard to like get his, with his slang. But, uh, I had one actually. I read a book about um, another seal by the name of Jocko Willink, and he actually had a, a few good ones. I can't remember it off the top of my head. Um, so I don't know if you've heard about him, but he's yeah. got a really good book about leadership and um, the qualities that it takes you know, for teams and and for businesses as well. So I read that. He has some really good ones. Yeah, he's got a good one. Uh, at the moment, I can't really freedom. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the next one I'm actually looking to read. So I read his first one. So yeah. Yeah, so what's, really what's the book you're that. reading at the moment? It is, it's around here somewhere. It's by a soldier named Andy McNabb. So it's like a, it, it reflects on his, his time in Iraq. So um, yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. He gets, gets captured and everything at the moment. So well, yeah, it's more of a biography and like a story about his time over and, and when he served. So it's a bit different, but um yeah, that's something that I've got into as well. It was a bit of reading too, so try to pick that up this year. Yeah, man, that was one of the questions. Uh, what are you currently reading? Just answered it. Uh, are you listening to anything, <laughs> podcasts in particular, or audiobooks? Not really. I haven't listened to any podcasts recently. Um, I've just pretty much been on YouTube um, yeah. watching things. Like, like I watched, I rewatched all of the um, all of the fittest documentaries pretty much again. So they're, they're a big hit when it comes to um, they're being locked up like this or if I've got some time, it's like this. So the new one came out, watched it. Plus that gives me a bit of a motivation hit to go and work out. And um, pretty much all of those sort of CrossFit vlogs yeah. that are on YouTube at the moment have been getting a good good workout by me. But um, other than that, no, I've just been watching things. I've been trying to, um, trying to watch some things on TV, but I've been trying to tone it down too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Who's your favourite crossfitter? Oh, it's hard to go past Matt Fraser, but I like Tia. I like sticking yeah. to the Aussie. She's really good. Yeah. Oh, mate, they're yeah, both so, so far yeah. above everyone else. Crazy. Next level too. And they're training together, so that's unfair. Yeah. I think that goes back to the start of the podcast work ethic as well. Like they are just you know, absolute animals when it comes to work ethic. They they've won the games multiple times. They're not then they're not just relaxing now. They just want to keep winning. Hundred percent. Like even seeing some of um, I watch one might have been from last month of them training and like, yeah, that's I don't know. I'm I'm keen to see what they're like this year. To be honest, yeah, look like they're going pretty hard together, pushing themselves. Yeah. 
All right, mate, last question. So what's one thing that you do every day um, that if you didn't do it, your day just wouldn't feel right? Um, some sort of workout. Yeah. Like um, I'll even throw out a little example. I went to Queenstown with my partner recently in the, off, uh, in the break and we flew over there. So we, did, we actually did a session. We both did a session the day we flew out and we got over to New Zealand. We actually drove down to Lake Wanaka. So we had a night there and then we went to Queenstown and I was already like driving her up the wall. So she was like, <laughs> you need to go and you need to go and do a session. You need to go work out, do something. So we found a gym and did that. So that's, that's just something like for me, like I think it just like even just mentally like gets me on track and you know, whatever is built up or anything, I just feel like it gets released when you do some sort of work now. Yeah, mate, so much of exercise is not just the physical, it's the mental as well. Like you said, the mental release. Oh, and yeah. Just that, that, that ease it puts in your mind. Yeah, like you feel 10 times better after doing it, no matter how hard or easy it is. Yeah. You just feel, you feel so fresh after it. Yeah. All right, mate, well, thanks for being the first guest on the podcast. Hopefully the footy season starts very, very soon so you can eat all the Cocoa Pops checks you can. <laughs> That's the main thing, yeah. Thank you very much for having me, Josh. No worries, mate. If you would like to learn more about nutrition and learn some tools on how to move towards your goals, whether that be fat loss, muscle gain, sports performance, or even just improve health, uh, reach out to us by heading to our website. There's information there about our one-on-one coaching service, about our eight-week education program, or even how you can access our online community for only $5 a week.